Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. I love bringing you the stories of interesting people who are doing wonderful things to make Central Texas such a great place to live. So it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dave and Adrienne Ennis, who have really just recently located to Central Texas, to Waco, from Nashville. That's right. Thank you for having us, Ann. Well, it... Has just recently, I had the opportunity to meet you, Dave and Adrienne, and you, you know, I said this when we performed together because you are a, <clears throat> an amazing pianist. Thank um, you. That's that you really are a kind. gift. You were truly, you were a gift of God to well, me. I'm a, because, I'm a journeyman keyboardist. I'll, well, I'll give you that. Well, you you are a great keyboardist, and uh, let's go ahead and tell them what you did for forty years. Uh, well, I was on the road. And recording with Restless Heart, which is a country act out of Nashville, and a bunch of other stuff. I I was a staff writer at Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Chapel, and uh, I did a lot of session work before Restless Heart. In fact, Restless Heart was just kind of a side hustle at the time. It really? was like, yeah, it was a project that we were having fun with, but we didn't know it was going to take off like it did. But I was so busy uh, writing for Warner Chapel and, and doing recording sessions i thought that was what my career was going to be and get into producing other people's records and all that kind of thing and then restless heart just blew up and suddenly we were opening for alabama for two years (laughs) well and this all started in 1984 did it right okay <laughs> it did that's what i read 83 ish yeah yeah that's well that, yeah okay we, uh, well we, the nobody's... band probably started in 82 you know trying oh, okay. to do well and you had a different lead singer that yeah. kind of started off with you originally Vernon, a guy yeah. named verlin thompson, Verlin, yeah. verlin from, thompson. From, from oklahoma yeah and uh yeah, yeah. who married the uh demetria caladimos the yes. news anchor in nashville really <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Lovely couple. Mm-hmm. So he decided he didn't want to do it because he knew it was going to be too many hours away from home and he wanted to, you know, be this wife and family. So, um, you know, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was, I'm very blessed uh, to have had that long career with Restless Heart. And, you know, we still stay in touch, but we've decided not to tour anymore, at least till, yeah. you know, the reunion tour. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hope is soon. But, 
So what happened? I understand it was COVID that really sort of made the decision for you COVID, well, it helped. Yeah. And here's how. I mean, first of all, there were a lot of people obviously suffering and a lot of folks out of work. But, you know, in my industry, it devastated the live part of it. Mm -hmm. People were still recording um, and writing, obviously. But the the, uh, touring part, they shut down all the venues. Um, you know, because you couldn't have crowds of more than what was it originally? Ten. Oh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, thirty. <laughs> so all so the jazz musicians <laughs> in town went. Oh, so a normal audience. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a jazz joke. I I get it. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but you are a great jazz player too. Which I love is what, jazz, which well, is a delight for me because yeah. Oh yeah, well we did a gig together. We we did, and I do the old standards, you know. That's what I love the most, like forties yeah. jazz. That's my yeah. that's my jam, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, but for a long time you were churning out hit after hit after hit, and it was during those years I was working in country radio. So man, I know all your repertoire. I mean, I, I go back to all the YouTubes and go, how ah, the bluest eyes in Texas, of course, that's one of the huge ones. Well, we're going to hear that. That's bit, the but. one that really launched our, our uh, career in the state of Texas. Yeah. Honestly, before that, we hadn't had much exposure here. You know, I think I always thought in the back of my mind, y'all were a Texas band. Well, because we worked in Texas, probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd say 70, 75 percent of our shows yeah. were in Texas after we released that song. Before we released that song, nothing like maybe five percent of our shows. You couldn't really? get arrested in Texas. Well, we no. could. That's well, right. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there yeah. more to that story? No. Yeah, no, we're not talking about that. Yeah. But uh, no, never arrested no. in the state of Texas. No. Um no. You know, we came through opening for, like we opened for George Strait for a while and, mm-hmm. and uh, Alabama, of course, Hank Williams Jr. Then we did a stint with the Judds and, and a stint with Reba. So we came through Texas as an opening act or as a middle act on a three-act bill. But after Bluest Eyes in Texas, we were headlining down mm-hmm. here. And oh. it was, you know, Texas has been very good to us, so it's no surprise that uh, Adrian and I ended up down here. Well, let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that. First of all, Adrienne, tell me about yourself. Where are you from and how did you guys meet? Born in Colorado, raised in Indiana, lived in Arizona and decided on a whim to move to Nashville. Not really a whim. I, I felt like God wanted me to go to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Are you a performer, a singer? No, not at all. Because it seems no. like... That's I sing in the shower. That's it. And silly well, songs. And that's good. That's good yeah. for you to do that. Yeah. yeah. Great silly songs. Silly songs to the puppies. That's like my. <laughs> that's my sweet spot. I'm pretty good at that too. You are. You yeah. are. So we um, harmonize. We met. I was uh, managing one of the oldest, actually the oldest luxury business in Nashville, and uh, clothing. Yeah, clothing, mm. and uh, had started doing stylist work with various artists, and um, my. Best known client would have been George Jones. He was my wow. he was my guy. He and his wife Nancy. Hi Nancy, I love you. Yeah. Um, they were they really um, helped me focus getting that side of our business opened up to the music business. So here comes 
restless heart. They were um, they were working with. They a, needed a lot of work. Is that what you're? <laughs> yes, we no. actually did. We don't know how to dress ourselves. Well, I will say, I will say that um, we're men. Come on. Yeah, they they needed a little help. They were a tiny bit rough around the edges, but you know what? They were such a joy to work with. Uh, their label called and asked if I would do a photo shoot with them, and you know I said sure, absolutely, I will. So. So no nudie him. suits for these guys, right? No, no, no. There was a I I wore uh, a nudie jacket on did you? on one of the album covers, I think. It wasn't a real super fancy one. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know that that ever saw the light of day, but what no. we did is we recreated like a Rolling Stones <laughs> oh. uh, when when they're sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and everyone had on, you know, shiny outfits. Oh, that's it was right. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um so we met up at the photo shoot and what he didn't know at the time was that I grew up on Restless Heart and yeah. I was a huge fan and I was never like a fan girl about anything but Restless Heart come on I mean really so yeah. I called my brother on the way to this photo shoot because he and I used to sit on the hood of his truck and just blare bluest eyes in Texas. I mean, it just was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. You know, when you hear Paul Gregg hit that, where did I go wrong? It was just like, wow. And everybody's singing along at that point. And it just resonates. (laughs) So I I called my brother. I said, Oh my gosh, you're never going to believe I'm on my way to do a photo shoot with restless heart. And he's like, Oh my gosh, sis, you, this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. I'm telling you, you know, keep in mind, I work with George Jones, but this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. He's kind and of a big deal, too. He, he yeah. was. Yeah. He, that's he uh, was, straight yeah. out of Anchor Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. That's right. People know him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's how we met. Um, the the true story, though, is uh, they had stopped by, he had stopped by the store with Paul Gregg, uh, the bass player, and his parents, Dave's parents. And I was on my way out to George and Nancy's to do a fitting, and I was greeting Dave and Paul and his parents, and I was apologizing for the fact that I couldn't stay and personally take care of whatever they needed. And at the same time, I was straightening uh, Gene, Gene's tie, Dave's dad, and didn't even realize I was doing it, just just habit. And uh, so Dad fell in love with me, didn't he? <laughs> and the rest yeah, was history. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Dad was saying, you know what, you should ask that that Adrian gal out that manages that uh, Levy store, she's she's seems like a real good gal. <laughs> I, th- I think you should ask her out. And I was like, oh, Dad, she'd never go out with me. I, you know, high maintenance. And then he said, why not? And I said, well, she's gonna. I mean, she's beautiful. Look at her. She's gonna be too high maintenance for me. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you might be surprised. And then I said, yeah, well. I was driving this old car at the time that I had a Saab 900 Turbo and it had like like 350,000 miles on it. Your and, sentimental car. And <laughs> when you put it in reverse it made a it made a terrible noise and I said, "Dad, I can't ask her out. My car <laughs> makes a funny noise when I put it in reverse." And dad said, well, just park so you don't have to ever put the car in reverse, <laughs> and you should up. be fine. He had an answer for everything, thank goodness. Oh, so here we are. So he was a little cupid, and he was, this, yeah. yeah. He and was. they, you know, they did crossword puzzles together, and sweet, and, uh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. He stole my heart, mm-hmm. so I owe it. And I thought he was pretty. I cute owe too. our relationship honestly to to dad you know mm-hmm. getting us together that is wonderful oh, yeah. and the other half to you <laughs> I suppose so. for having me that's true <laughs> so and you've likewise. been married she's um, very brave <laughs> since uh 10 i think I've, yeah. i read that you yep. you yep. proposed in 2010 yes i so, did yeah 
I called her up on a Monday and said, we're getting married on Thursday. And she said, okay. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, we actually had originally planned to get married um, on 1-1-2011. So we would right. easily remember our wedding date, right? Mm-hmm. And that was more for me. I couldn't wait that long. And he did. He called me up on a Monday and said, let's get married on Thursday. And I said, okay. And so we did. Mm-hmm. We went to the Justice of the Peace, surprised his parents, didn't even tell me. He said, we're going to go run an errand before I have to go to work. No, we were going to go to breakfast. Yeah. And dad was looking for the restaurant, and then oh. mom started figuring it out because... She did. Well, she, it, was, it said hunting licenses and marriage <laughs> fishing, licenses. Yeah, fishing <laughs> license, marriage license. <laughs> so she was like, what's going on here? And dad was like going, where's the restaurant? <laughs> so that's our, that's our fun I story. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're just as well, married as anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and then after that, we went to Panera. And then Adrian went back to work. I did, and I went back to work. It was December. Well, we went, I know, you had I mean, a lot to do. It was December. Yeah. Yeah, but then, I mean, we've had, you know, taken vacations You've together. had some lovely trips. I we we've have. had some lovely trips. We have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had a, the opportunity to do a lot of traveling. Oh, my So gosh. during the course of your, of your marriage, I guess you spent some alone time. Or yeah. did you have a chance yeah. to, you know, what, what, so what, how do you deal with you know, it's With so that. funny because I always thought I should marry a musician because I'm so independent. And I was. I was very independent, uh, really had my own trajectory and doing things. And, and I just thought, oh, I should marry a musician. It'll be terrific because they'll be on the road all the time. Well, be careful what you wish for, folks, because <laughs> when you actually really, truly love somebody, then you don't want to be apart from them. So that's no. what we discovered really quick. We always say, Sometimes that rubber band just stretches so far between our hearts, you know, when he had been on the road. And, but you find I get a way. separation anxiety mm-hmm. if you just go in the other room. <laughs> we, I start to panic. You know, oh, it's true. No, we, we really, it, and it's kind of funny because he traveled so extensively. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. What During was the, the longest uh, stint with the longest well, period? Oh, back in the day. Now, are you talking since I've been married to Adrian? Yeah, since you've been married. Like a month or so. A month. Oh, but that's Uh, a long time. But back in the day, it'd be like three months sometimes. Yeah, we'd go out. keep going. Well, you know, those big tours, they go out and they stay out, and then they're done for the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But we were primarily what we called weekend warriors. So we'd leave on Thursday and or on a Wednesday, depending on when the show is, and then we'd work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, and then we'd come back to town. So everybody in the in the last phase of our touring, the last two decades mm-hmm. of it, you know, based out of Nashville, the first decade of which I was based out of Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, Colorado Springs, and then you know I got tired of the commute. So once the kids were in college. Um, I had one, my son went to the Berkeley College of Music in Boston. He's where the, you went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, well, I went there among other places, but mm-hmm. um, he actually graduated from that school and is in the music business in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Well, wow. that nut didn't fall far from the tree, as my daddy would say. He, mm-hmm. I always say he's the uh, the <laughs> new updated turbocharged version of me, he's the, the he new is. OS. I'm the OG. He's the he's the new OS. <laughs> and my daughter was in Montecito, mm-hmm. uh, going to an art school there, Westmont, and uh, she's a working artist in Los Angeles too. That is fabulous. She's a beautiful art. The 
is hanging in your home that she's done. I've yes. Been she's able to wildly see. talented. I, she's just truly impressive. Isabella mm-hmm. Ennis art for anyone who's interested in checking her out. Yeah. yeah, just Google Isabella Ennis. All kinds of stuff comes yeah, up. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a little break, but when we come back, we are going to hear the bluest eyes in Texas, and we're going to find out how you two <laughs> Nashville folk made it to Central Texas. So oh, that's that sounds fun. Stay with us. <laughs> April. Hey, I'm Caroline, and this is Bloody Happy Hour, your newest true crime comedy podcast. So grab your favorite drink and join us every week for Thirsty Thursday. We promise to tell you the bloodiest stories and give you a laugh in between. Go find us, follow us, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, because guess what? We're about to be sipping on some murder. This is Mandy and the F-Bomb, where we shed light on stories and invite you to find your place and purpose in the world of foster care. Through my involvement with families involved in foster care and being a foster mom myself, I've learned that it's the things that wreck us the most profoundly that can stitch us back together into the best purpose-filled versions of ourselves. Tune in to Mandy and the F-Bomb. It's stories that invite you in to find your place and purpose in the world of foster care. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts or at roguemedianetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing.
again with Dave and Adrian Innes, who are telling us about their lives as, uh, he, of course, a professional musician, uh, Dave, with Restless Heart for 40 years, yes. playing these great songs. Um, you just heard The Bluest Eyes in Texas, which you say was the, your entree to mm-hmm. coming to Texas a lot. You played all over this great state. And I've got some favorite places mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah. But let's talk about when you decided no more restless heart, you could live anywhere you wanted to. How did, how did that whole process go? I heard you were the catalyst for this. She's got the story. Yeah, I, just, okay. I was just a guy that said, Oh, that sounds good, honey. No. Yeah, that's right. I'm along for the ride, right? Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Whither so, thou goest, I go. Well, there you go. That's, that's, it. that's it right there. Mm-hmm. So during COVID, uh, I I worked uh, with the elderly. I worked uh, in an assisted living as a coordinator. And as you can imagine, uh, being on lockdown with 100 residents and being the one person that is allowed to go in the rooms of each person, I would go in rooms four times a day trying to, you know, keep their spirits up, make sure that they had their, you know, emotional and spiritual needs met and you know that they were engaged and all the things and dave was such a trooper through all that he would i would 
FaceTime with him and he would sit at our piano at home and play to each resident and talk with them. So they had, you know, some other contact, but long story short, I might like one of the things that just was a a stress reliever for me after a 14 hour day, you know, and you come home and you do all the things to decontaminate and I would pull up Zillow and I would start looking at houses and go, okay, if I could go anywhere, where would I go? All mm-hmm. day Sundays. That yeah. was oh, well, that was your really entertainment after church. You it know, was, yeah. eat some lunch therapy. and then she'd be buried yeah. in the therapy. you know zi- yeah. realtor dot yeah. com. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and we looked worldwide. I mean, I looked in Spain, France, Italy, Greece, you name it. I mean, Australia. We mm-hmm. we looked all over and find, but every single time I would look. I would always start at Waco and end on Waco. Why? I felt like it was just this little seed that was planted by the Holy Spirit. I truly do. Amen. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. I believe it too. Yeah. You know, kind of like that leap of faith that took me to go to Nashville from Phoenix and start a whole new life mm-hmm. and reinvent. It was the same feeling that this is this is something that we need to look into. We need to Really, really, really. So then we started narrowing down on Texas, and we looked at every and state. And you had yeah. a great exposure mm-hmm. all over the state. Yeah. Wonderful places. Mm-hmm. The Hill Country, oh, yeah. the yeah. Panhandle. Well, I mean, there's Well, you know, I was like, well, what about New Braunfels? Mm-hmm. You know, what about Fredericksburg? Mm-hmm. What about Georgetown? What about San Antonio? You know, what about San Angelo? What about yeah. Lubbock? Uh, yeah, it, and it what went on about, and on. What about, you know, Fort We lived Worth. in Lubbock a while. Eh, too not so much. <laughs> I got a buddy that lives out there with a band that I've played with a couple of times. They used to open for Restless Heart, yeah. and uh, then they were opening for ZZ Top some, I think. When I moved to Waco, then he was like, hey, dude, you're in the state. You know, yeah. we're, we got a show in Dallas. You want to play? And he and then, uh, of course, I said, yeah. And then he, I think he had another one in Fort Worth. But, yeah. So, um Restless Heart used to play a lot in Lubbock, but mm-hmm. oh, geez, we just played Nicest everywhere people. around there. Wonderful people. Yeah. The yeah. Just, but All I think Texans they kind of have. Wonderful. Well, you know, that, but no, there was something a little different about Lubbockites. Well, is that they were just mm-hmm. really, is that right? Really friend. Yeah. I was, because they were so isolated. It's not just Lubbock. <laughs> I, I got news yeah. for you. This yeah. state, the people in this state Incredible. are the, well, there's, there's nice. That's like, Bless your heart, hun. Nice, yeah. you know. And then there's authentically nice and outgoing, friendly people, and that's what I love about Texas. But that's what I love about Waco, and that's what we found. So we kind of we we started drilling down on Waco, and um, I just said so we just got to keep praying about it. And I sat up one night, and I um, had found a real estate company that I thought this is the one we're supposed to use. So I just emailed Camille Johnson out mm-hmm. of the blue at a 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And what impressed me so much, she got back to me within oh, yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> that does not surprise and, me. And all. said, I've yeah. got the perfect person for you. And absolutely, we want to take care of everything you need. And I had said, you know, I'm in assisted living and, and my husband is Dave Innes from Restless Heart. Well, I'm so used to describing when you work in something I work in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had omitted the word work. I'm in assisted living. <laughs> so Camille later admitted to us We that could she, get you to Hardis. Or oh, we my gosh. She was like, that poor man, what a saint he must be. His his little wife is in assisted living. What's he going to do with that her? That poor man. I, bless, bless his, his heart. heart. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So 
she she got us together with Alice and Stanley, and uh, I had sent her this house that I just kept going back to. I know it's hysterical, and um, and so we looked at it on Facetime, and bought it off of off of uh, off of uh, Facetime. Yeah, Facetime, yeah. and we said, okay, cool. Well, well it's we'd... gorgeous. Thank you. It is lovely. It's been redone. It has. It's a 1965 ranch. We love it. It is. I totally love that neighborhood. No stairs. Know. That was yeah. A big no deal. stairs was that was our that was our criteria. <laughs> yeah, right. In Nashville, we had a two level home with a walkout basement mm-hmm. where you park. Mm-hmm. You know, garages, mm-hmm. full basement, and I had my studio down there, and the laundry room was down there, and the, the garage, yeah. and your the man cave, and so anytime you had to. You know, come back to the house with <laughs> yeah. groceries. You had to go up a flight of stairs, which you know didn't bother us a bit. We didn't think, but then suddenly, you know, when it came time to move, it was like, okay, no stairs. Let's <laughs> let's let's the next house that we are in, we want to be our forever right. home, mm-hmm. and More so level. that we were very careful about where we chose to to uh, spend this this. Uh, next chapter of our lives which is why we bought the first house we looked at (laughs) yeah that was our forever house too but it really we knew it was i had i'd been looking at it for a while and beautiful yeah yeah and we hopped on a plane came down and the rest is history well because i see it i think oh the you guys are so stylish and wonderful (laughs) that you gutted this house and redid it and you go no it was done it was yeah we just walked in it's beautifully done yeah it was already done are you kidding me (laughs) well Mm -hmm. and then you did a little addition in the back uh studio yeah and it is wonderful as well yes it's so comfortable out there isn't it yeah yeah oh it is and you got a screened in you're going to enjoy your um, outdoor outdoor are you a gardener do you like I'm an amateur gardener. Um, I really try hard to not kill everything, and so far, so good. I'm going to knock wood on that. Um, But I'm thinking about a couple of raised beds. But right Mm -hmm. now, it's just all about uh, you know keeping a little little space in the back forty for those two little critters. Right, you got cute. Remember when we had we rented that garden space? We did. We. Did garden for we a while. We grew tomatoes and watermelons. Oh, did you? Kind of like an allotment in England well, that they have, yeah? We lost um, our pastor 10 years ago uh, from Nashville. He he passed away very suddenly. Oh. Uh, and so we had established this garden in his honor for our church. It's mm-hmm. kind of a place to go work out your grief. And if you needed food, it was a good place you could go and you could... Yeah, harvest or whatever you want. Yeah, so it was just, it was a really therapeutic thing. And, and so that's pretty that's much neat. our one yeah. and only experience with gardening other than a little bit of the assisted and living. squash yeah. and zucchini. Yeah, we yeah. did great with and, it. Uh, yeah, tomatoes. They're, Boy, we Well, and basil. You can grow We did basil. a lot of uh, herbs. Best homemade yeah. pesto. And uh-huh. I, I love gardening. We could, well, I'll have to take you around my favorite places. Yeah, it's... But, you know, stick with the native plants. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there are some things that just the nope. Texas climate's not so happy with. So you moved here in the summer. So June. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was not as bad a summer as we are known to have. So you're it's good. I will tell it you was that. actually a great summer, good. I thought. But we and would, does it get hot in Nashville? I mean, was it uh, like and humid, humid? Humid. Very yeah. humid. 100% humid. And people humidity. complain about the humidity here, and I'm like going, Pfft. Everyone yeah. kept apologizing to us that first couple of months. <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry. so sorry about the humidity. I'm like, what humidity, humidity are they talking about? I didn't know. Nashville, yeah. you walk out your front door and you're just soaking wet before you get to the car. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how Houston, Houston mm. can Kinda be like, like Houston. that. Yeah, Maybe in, not as bad I as I lived Houston. in Houston and it, mm, it's, yeah. it's hard. I've got cousins in Houston and they yeah. just love it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, it's a great 
It's a great city. city. Oh it's yeah, it's the biggest city in in uh, Texas. I think it? so. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the biggest I'd cities say. in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bigger than Dallas, Fort Worth. Yep. I think you are right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just thinking broadcast markets. You hey, know, I, I kind of go by that. New hey, York I is one, that. and then I, moved down. I read that on the internet, so you know it's true. It has <laughs> like everything I read about Restless Heart on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Uh, well, but you know we. We talked about and people were able to hear the bluest eyes in Texas, but you did a lot of a lot of songs yep. over the years. Did you get tired of them when you'd be Never. doing these shows? You didn't. I think that's amazing mm-hmm. and wonderful. No, they they're great songs on so many levels. I never got tired of them. Yeah, uh, you know, first of all, they were were the songs that were sustaining our career and songs that were standing the test of time that people wanted to hear. And when you're playing music for People that want to hear it, it's way better than, you know, playing music that they've never heard and that they aren't interested in. And yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. at, you know, we we transitioned as a band from playing songs that we'd recorded that no one had ever heard of, but mm-hmm. we had like maybe one hit on the radio that was getting airplay, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to two, to three, to four, to five, and we just kept cranking out the songs uh, we had a rca records was very good to us they had a great promotion staff radio embraced us um yeah it, it takes a village for it to happen oh my gosh you know, does it, it does. ever but we you had have the best fans in the world i mean that's hands marketing down, promotion yeah. they, you know. i mean those fans they were so committed to introducing your music to their children and even their grandchildren and, and that's to what, get to yeah. those fans was yeah. the initial mm-hmm. thing because they had never heard of us and so you know, this is why our label uh, put us on tour with Alabama. That was their flagship artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had two years opening for them. And so we got our faces out there all across America. We started making fans. Um, and I told you the Bluest Eyes in Texas story. Um, you know, this, once we broke into the Texas market, uh, the, our Texas fans were the best in the nation That's and, great and still hear. are, you know, oh, they, yeah. the, uh, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of people, we call it, well, to us, it's two stepping, you know, to, if you're out there doing the two stepping, but if you're standing on stage looking, it's a bunch of cowboys dancing backwards. Mm-hmm. Just kind of scooting around. <laughs> yeah, just, they'd be watching the band as they went backwards, you know, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not that coordinated. <laughs> so, so many great songs, though. Oh, thank and, you. And um, yeah, I mean, and it's it was fun for me to, you know, to refresh my memory on on a lot of those songs yeah. that when I worked at Waco 100, you know, that was the soundtrack back right. in the 80s was yeah. your music. That's when yeah. those hits were just coming out. And uh, I just am delighted to get to meet you and to to get to know the both of you oh we're delighted Likewise. to be here and, <laughs> and of course i i met you let's see you called because uh, uh for the show we ended up doing together and and i was i was in a pickle because my my accompanist so you mom called, had passed away yeah. so and sad. it was a tragedy so you called gary uh-huh. at the church that <laughs> gary I gary Rhodes at, at uh, that's uh, woodland no, no I said Highland. He was at Highland. Though he Woodway. was my music Woodway. minister for Woodway thirty Baptist. years at Highland Baptist Church. Yeah. Moved to First Woodway, and yeah. we've been at First Woodway now for ten years, I guess. But um, yeah, get, but Gary had had the chance to meet you because you played for the choir. I did. There was yeah, a they had big the piano and, intro, right. tough one. Yeah. It, and it so was. he needed he needed somebody <laughs> well, his with pal the chops Chris to Womack do it. Asked me to do it. Chris is a. <laughs> 
uh, plays the piano for the the choir there. Great guy, and and uh, we met as a result of a guy in our. We've been going to Sunday school over at uh, uh, Columbus Columbus yeah. Avenue yeah. Baptist, and and you know because Fred and Camille. Yeah, that's Ask right. They invited there. you there. so Yeah, and you don't say no ever to no. Fred and Camille. It's kind of like I used to always <laughs> say, don't ever say no to the Grand Ole Opry. Correct. So right. we never did. That's we used to perform thing. there a lot. Played at the, you're yes. the first artist I've ever met who actually played on that stage, oh. and that's just... I'm, really? I'm just in awe. Oh, well. <laughs> and you know Ray Stevens. Be, I'm in he awe knows of, Ray Stevens. The, <laughs> of the Opry. That's one of the most... Yeah, isn't it, isn't it a... a such a remarkable institution. It's I going guess. to church, it's such a you know. Yeah. Too. It yeah. is, yeah. It really is. Yeah. And uh, uh, I also was uh, had the opportunity to substitute as the house piano player out there because the Did house you? piano yeah. guy and I were pals, mm-hmm. or still are pals. Yeah. Um, so Randy Hart, great, great player, and uh, uh, so he called me up and said, "Hey, man, I, you know, I can't make it. Would you?" Bill in and I said, "Yeah," and so it, that was so much fun. I got mm-hmm. to work with a lot of different artists and a lot of young artists. Yeah, um, great up and coming talent. Yeah, that so, they that they shine a light on, which is yeah, but wonderful. also some of the older artists. I mean, yeah, my favorite was uh, we were we were at the Opry uh, one time and that was uh, at the Ryman we were at the doing Ryman. Mm-hmm. I know the story the she's Ryman. telling uh, right. in the winter <laughs> they would move to the Ryman because typically it would be the Rockets that would be out at uh, Opryland mm-hmm. but uh, so we were back there and we were newly married at the time and uh, Jim Ed Brown who I just adored uh, was playing and his piano player didn't show up got stuck in traffic oh. or something. and so Michelle uh, Caps, who uh, was just a big Part of the backstage team. Her husband was also the guitar. Jimmy. One yeah. of the guitar players. Incredible. Jimmy Camps. Yeah, great player. Such a cat. We called him Sheriff. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she said, I don't know what to do. And I said, uh, yeah, I know a guy. I, I know somebody. <laughs> and play. I said, ask Dave. She said, what? And I said, no, seriously. I said, just go get Dave. He'll do it. I, and I didn't even ask him. <laughs> oh, my like, goodness. Said, so, honey, I volunteered. So just at the last second, you're... Yeah, you're I walked out, out onto the stage. They were all, you know, getting ready to play, mm-hmm. and uh, I just slipped right in behind the piano. And the bass player was close to me, so he would just hold up a finger for what chord it was, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, the, it, the it, Nashville mm-hmm. method, right? That yep. the, 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 those chords, yeah. And stuff. Numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, numbers, the only yeah. thing I would have, you know, and I was okay doing that. I mean, I sat in with a lot of bands, and yeah, you know, over the course of my career, but. That works except for when they go, piano has the intro, you know? <laughs> You're going, I don't know this okay, song. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what key are we in? <laughs> I'll just figure something out. That's but a it, great that, story. Well, we that stayed married, honor. so that, you know. <laughs> you know, and then I had a lot of opportunities to get to know uh, Jim Ed Brown uh, more mm-hmm. because when I was substituting as a piano player for, for the Opry on the, I don't know, I probably did it a half a dozen times or something in over the course of a couple of years. And it was really interesting to me because they had a bullpen where all of the musicians that were going to be working and, mm-hmm. and backing up the other artists mm-hmm. for the evening and, and the vocalist and what have you, they'd meet in this bullpen that was to this, you know, back in the wings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it'd be playing a song that you were going to be doing and you'd be following along in your chart that you'd taken or whatever. Um, 
and and then there'd be a little rehearsal, just a quiet where yeah, you could talk over it. Yeah, 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 yeah talk yeah, through yeah. it, and yeah, just talk. That through. makes sense. Yeah. And the thing that I was so uh, fascinated by is Jim Ed Brown would be there a lot just to hang with the musicians. Mm-hmm. Such an amazing. He'd man. come early just because yeah. he loved the hang, and uh, you know that's the thing about being in the. A working musician. I, I told my son that when he was coming up, he said, "What's you know the most important thing?" I said, "Well, there's a lot of most important things, but one is it's not enough to be a good player. You got to be a person that people want to hang around because you're just you know you got a good yeah. vibe." And uh, he took that to heart, and he's he's doing all right. Yeah, you certainly have that. <laughs> I mean, not a temperamental. I mean, I'm sure there are some musicians that you know yeah. can be a little bit problematic i guess maybe if you're, I guess if you're good know. enough you can behave yeah. any way you want well <laughs> you are you are plenty good enough to behave any way you want i like to end these little visits though this is a little questionnaire similar to the one the late great james lipton would use oh. on inside the actor's studio <laughs> I love that. yeah and so i'll just kind of alternate between okay. the two of you we'll start with dave what is your favorite word Love. That's a good one. I, I chose well. Yes, you I did. chose wisely. Okay, do you have a least favorite word, Adrian? Optimized. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. What turns you on creatively, emotionally, or spiritually? And I'll ask both of you that. We'll start with Dave. Optimization. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, now, we Bible study together and, and uh, you know, read a little scripture in the mornings. And, and uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're just best of friends. But yeah. let's see. Uh, golly, that was a long question. What was the... Well, what tur- you know, what turns you on creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Well, sometimes ideas just kind of drop on mm-hmm. Me, anyway, and it's almost like it, I'm taking dictation, just trying to write it down fast enough. Um, playing in ensembles where you're being pushed by the other musicians. Um, being around people that just are doing it because they love doing it. Like when you and I performed together, yeah. it was we were just two, you know, two performers that were enjoying just getting to do that. It's such mm-hmm. a, a blessing to even have the talent to play in the first place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I could go on and on and talk for eight hours about that, but enough about me. (laughs) What about you? Well, I think (laughs) one of the biggest things is just the foundation that we've set for ourselves that inspires me and Mm -hmm. gets me charged up and going. And we start every single day the same way. One of us, whoever wakes up first, will say, "This is the day that the Lord has made," and the other we says, "We will rejoice and yeah, be glad." Be in glad it. in it, yeah. and uh, just knowing that we have set ourselves on that stone every day—that's what gets me going. And the other thing that just inspires me completely is this guy. He is Whoa. a dreamer oh. of dreams. I mean, he's so talented. He has such vision. He has I an amazing, snore. He does, but he <laughs> while has, I'm I mean, dreaming. He, no, he has he's he has an amazing mind and and just has such creativity and mm-hmm. and it's hard to not want to match that. So he's you know. You stone, push me. Stone, she's sharp the and stone. she's the rock star of the family. No, no, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's. I mean, definitely the better half. You're 
both wonderful. What sound do you love the most? The sound of Adrian's voice. <laughs> That's sweet. I know where my bread's I'm buttered. I was going to say. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of you playing uh. when it's something you want to play. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because there's a difference. Yeah. You can, you I can, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could tell the little we've worked together, you're playing and you just love playing. You love, oh, yeah. you love those songs. You really did love those songs. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that really spoke to me. I picked up on that right away. What is your least favorite sound? Uh, SpaceX. You took my answer. <laughs> Get out of my brain. Especially if you're recording something at about the yeah. time that the, it I remember to the, rumble. we moved down here, and the first time it was like, what? <laughs> I thought well, it was a train, and then I thought it's a it's a tornado. Yeah, because well, you know tornadoes it sound, sound like, like a train. A, yeah, mm -hmm. and then no, it's SpaceX. That's SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. 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 But they brought jobs to Texas. Yeah. So, what other profession would you have liked to try? Well, my folks thought I was going to. Be an attorney. They just, you know, which you I, there's no oh, way you, I could have done. Were you argumentative mm -hmm. as a child? Is that what um, I'm hearing? Or? Not particularly okay. argumentative. I'm a pretty affable guy. Yeah, but yeah. Um, honestly, and this is advice that I later gave my son when he, you know, came to me with the puppy dog eyes when he was about eight or nine and said, Dad, I want to be like you. I want to be in the music business. And I was like, son, if there's... Wow. I want you to take two weeks. If there's anything else that interests you that you think you could be passionate about, you know, figure that out and then come back and talk to me. And he comes back about two weeks later and he goes, Dad, I'm so sorry. I just have so much music in me. I've just oh, got to get it at out. Eight? Yeah. I love it. And I said, <laughs> okay, well. Then you be a musician. Yeah, I, I said that's the right answer. If that's you want right. to be in music, you just yeah. you, you have to. It's a calling, like a, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's almost a ministry. Um, and in some instances, it is, is straight it, up. It ministry. definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like playing at assisted living sure. or memory care, or doing yeah. those kind of things. Which yeah. you know, you walk away from that, and you're the one that got ministered no, to. I, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Isom. Uh, is definitely your kid because he he's in a in a band that a lot of people will recognize young people uh, foster the people foster and, the people uh, foster yeah, yeah foster well the, the lead people. singer uh, that foster. started the band is a guy named mark foster very talented that's great yeah yeah and and isom's been with them since basically since the beginning and they tour all over the world and play coachella and all the bit you know bonnaroo wow, yeah. and all the big ones yeah and uh yeah, he's he's really good, um, mm -hmm. but he's doing it because he loves doing it. And mm -hmm. if you love in any arena, I mean, in any profession, any career, you ha if you love what you're doing and you're passionate about it, it's not work. It's not work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not work. So I will ask you both, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome, good and faithful servant. That's a good thing. Your mom and dad are d down at the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for you. They're waiting. To, <laughs> yeah. yeah, have a cup of coffee. What do I want to hear? You made it. Yeah. You made it? You made it. 
Yeah. I want to go. I want to go sliding into home plate. Just that's <laughs> honestly, I that's probably that closer too. to what I'd I'd settle for that. I well, know. we're gonna let you in on a <laughs> no, contingency. I, you know, <laughs> we we both know that there's not there's n- nothing on this earth that we can do other than get up every day, suit up, show up, and do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's our calling. That's our job. We're gonna take the high road. And try. We're gonna yeah. We're no. gonna try and. So when we get there, you know, we can we can honestly approach our Lord and say, I know we fell short every single time, but we tried. Yeah. And our heart we was We were in listening. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. Waco has won the jackpot oh. with the two of you coming here. Oh, you're so to Central Texas and I, I we could just we could go on and on, but <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think our, our our cameras need to there, need to go to sleep for a little bit. I think there's a little mm-hmm. bit of an out time, but I'm mm-hmm. so glad to get to a visit with you both and let's thank do you. this again sometime. And thank you so much and the answer is for you is always yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Dave and Adrian Innes. Good to have you with us. Thanks. Thank you. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 